I'm Tevra Jemian. And I'm Caddy Diop. Welcome to Yeah, a show where we talk about young adult lit and what it can teach us at any age. This is our book club, and you are invited. Yeah! yeah! This week, we are doing our end of the year 2019 roundup slash 2020 prep sesh. Mostly 2019 roundup, I think. Um, This has been a great year. This is actually our first calendar year uh, of the show because we started back in, I believe, May of 2018. So this is our first January to January stretch, and it's been a really great one. It has uh, been. It's been a. It's been. It's been a bountiful year in books. It really has. And chats and yeah. thirst. <laughs> so much thirst, Caddy. I think that's that's something you really add to the show is the thirst, and I appreciate it. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, it's well. It, it's also been my beginning with yeah. uh, y'all at the cr- in the crew of uh, yeah. Um, I joined in June. Yeah, end of May. End of May. End of May, early June. And uh, it's been really fun. This is a lovely community, both on and off the podcast. Uh, It's gained me a couple of cool Twitter followers. Yeah. Got a couple cool mentions. No. Yeah, yeah. Hello, Brittany Morris. We love you still. Oh, so much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, but also, uh, we've had some good conversations. We we've had some good serious conversations yeah. in the past uh, six months that I've been around. So I've uh, had a blast. Yeah, me too. I've got to say, I think the show really shifted oh, when we oh. added you and temporarily Sanya to the lineup in a way that was really good. I think it was so important to have some some new people around and having a little bit more of a rotation is really useful. And also just always like having more experiences, having people from more backgrounds. It's been cool to have someone on the show who didn't grow up with a lot of these books because you were in French school. Um, I really, I'm, I'm so delighted when we decided to take on interns this summer, which led to Caddy joining us full-time as a host. Uh, it was because Hannah was going to be out of town for the summer, and we talked about going on hiatus, and I really didn't want to go on hiatus. Um, and I'm so glad that we chose instead to take on interns and you know, really make the most of it, because I think it added quite a lot and obviously has permanently added quite a lot. Teehee. We should find a way to bring Sanya back for 2020. I I wanted to invite her back for this one, actually, for our wrap-up, but I uh, thought of that two days ago. And um, Not the most convenient. (laughs) Um, But Sanya, we love you, and you're awesome, and come back. Anytime. Mm. Anytime. Yeah. Yeah. Um, What was uh, your, uh, I don't know, what was your favorite moment of the year? And uh, on the podcast, because, you know, life is a whole other bowl of chips. Um, it's I've been thinking about this, and it's been so difficult for me specifically because this year has been full of so many exciting things. Um, being actively involved in Montreal Yathest was incredible. It was such a great experience. Doing the promotional interviews for Montreal Yathest was incredible. Um 
it was really, really, really exciting. I got to interview some really cool authors. Um, we got to interview Ben Philippe, who was just a blast, like such a fun guy to interview, had a lot of good things to say. Got to interview Justina Ireland, which was awesome. Uh, that wasn't a YaFest interview. That was just a subsequent interview. Um, so always, I think high points are always interviews for me. I love interviewing authors. But I feel like that doesn't quite count as like, one of our podcast moments because Ooh. I do those kind of on my own as part of the show and the really like exciting fun part of the show is the show episodes we do together is the community around this table where we when we sit down and talk about books we love and books we hate um and there are two episodes that really stand out one is just the one last week uh which actually our our editor and executive producer tom said is his favorite of the year um we went kind of off track with books but i think we had really good conversation it just felt like the perfect balance of like serious important and also really silly and uh that that just felt like something clicked and we kind of got something that felt really good. Um, and the other episode that meant a lot to me actually was uh, was a while back. We did a Indiegogo request, I think, of Daughters of the Forest, but uh, was requested by Erica Stitchberry. And um, it was a really complicated episode. It was a really <laughs> difficult episode in a lot of ways because it was a book that... Um, a kind of book that I really loved as a kid, a book that Hannah had really loved the first time she read it. And coming back to it as adults, we found that it was really problematic and there were a lot of things we were really uncomfortable with. And that just brought about some really good conversation between us, between us and Erica. Um, I think it added a lot to the discourse overall because we don't often read books that we end up going, huh, I don't know about this. And I think there's something really valuable um, about that. So I do I do hope that we kind of run into more of those moments in the future of just really considering faves and, and reconsidering them. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I feel the same way about um, <laughs> our bummer September um, because the books were challenging on so many levels but it really brought about some great conversations i uh i think little women stands out um because it was exactly that it was taking you know something that's part of the canon and just kind of going like "Ooh, well ugh, we're not so keen on this part and how about this part and maybe let's remove a few hundred pages <laughs> and, and fix it um but it also i think it reminds us of the importance to stay critical mm -hmm. and to even last week in the conversation as well about jk rowling and being able to you know separate the artist from the art but also stay critical about the art at all times i think the moments that where we realize that we're just like resting on our laurels mm -hmm. you know it's 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 eye-opening because it makes you go like "Ooh, hold on I need to push myself a little bit more and and dig deep and it's not to trash things it's not I am not a fan of saying like let's throw out the book mm -hmm. and you know hope for new canon no it's it's these conversations are what give birth to the new canon and I have really found that interesting um Bummer September or um you know the our classic uh YA 
review of, uh, you know, books that uh, mainly you and Hannah had read in uh, your formative years. I thought that was really fun because coming from a Francophone background, these are books that I've heard about but never read. And uh, I found that really exciting. It, g- it gave me a sense of like understanding, I guess, of my Anglophone friends or friends who have been through English, the English school system and all that. So that was really interesting and challenging at times yeah. because it also opened my eyes to understanding a bit more of like, yeah, sort of understanding some more of the fundamental differences between uh, Quebec's English and French uh, education systems. And then when you add in the fact that, you know, you uh, were homeschooled, but in the U.S., that added such a different layer on top of it. So it became kind of a cross-cultural conversation about all these themes and, and... yeah, as I, I really enjoyed that much it, that month. It really challenged me. I I loved the chronological aspect of that. I really enjoyed taking a month to go chronologically through, and see how things change, and see where the uh, the motives change in mm-hmm. writing, the ways we write to kids, the things we're trying to teach change. Uh, I would love to do that again. Honestly, in the upcoming year, I would love to find a themed month where we could do the chronological thing again. Maybe fantasy, maybe sci-fi just kind of see how the concerns change yes 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 i'm into it um how about um we throw it to our listeners to have did we hear of any favorite moments that uh folks on instagram may have noted or appreciated i'm gonna skip to hannah first uh because i haven't so the highlight the highlights for the episodes were uh, two. One is interviewing Sabina Khan, which was an interview I was part of too, and that was just lovely. She was so warm. She's so lovely in interview and in person. And it was also just really, uh, really nice to hear from a parent who is very much writing books for her children. Yes. Um, that isn't always an angle we hear. Uh, and that was a great interview. And the other highlight uh, was listening to Sabina and Cady's intro episode in the break room at the hospital and my classmates asking me what was making me laugh so hard. (laughs) So that was while Hannah was in Kingston and we brought on the interns. Um, So that's a nice, uh, a nice touch. From our listeners, I think we only got one response for the like favorite episode, which was Regina. Oh my God, I'm so sorry if I read your Instagram name wrong. Regina Pakesotok responded and said the episode on Speak oh, by Laura yeah. Hal Sanderson, which was part of the September, Bummer September. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. And thank you for um, answering us. And if anyone else wants to chime in at any moment, yeah. we're always interested in hearing what you're enjoying, what you're not enjoying. Although, please phrase it nicely because we have feelings <laughs> we'll still uh we'll still share on on social media your responses for sure yeah how about um a favorite book favorite book oh my that god that we read this year 2019 was full of favorites i, I we read some just amazing books this mm-hmm. year and it is so hard <laughs> to choose I can go. Yeah, I, I yeah, I have a few, but go ahead. Cool. Oh. I have two standouts. Yeah. 
if you've been listening since the summer, you will probably not be surprised by my choices. Um, so Elizabeth Acevedo's With the Fire on High blew my mind. I loved it. I loved everything about it. It was magnificent story about a uh, teenage mom who is gifted um, who is just an incredible cook and we got some uh, lovely just you know magical realism that is associated to uh, Latinx communities and uh, Latinx writers and I loved it it was a great story it was well written it engaged me from the first page uh, I bought a copy to give out um, within my friend circles uh, just it's good it's so good it was so fun I love that it also approached uh, young parents from a positive perspective like it was really nice for once to have this young mother who is not putting her life on hold and who is supported by her family who is loved who loves her child who you know who who is still a teen um, and I found that really interesting and it gave me a lot of hope um, so uh, Elizabeth Acevedo I tip my hat to you because that was one heck of a book. Absolutely. Yeah, that was one of the ones that kind of floated to the surface for me as well. It was so good, so well written. I have kind of a few, a few like runners up <laughs> and, then, and then the one that really stuck with me. Um, Somewhere Only We Know by oh. Maureen Gu. Just Maureen Gu just absolutely hits the spot I want when I want to read something just romantic and engaging and immersive uh so somewhere only we know is the one we did on the show and it was wonderful really really loved that it um reminded me of uh recently i was watching some movies because it is the holiday season and school's done so i'm doing nothing um it reminded me of the movie before sunrise by richard linklater which is basically ethan hawk and julie delpy who meet in they get off a train i think in vienna Okay, And they spend the entire day just walking around. Yeah. And um, it made me think of Maureen Goo. And it brought little mushiness to my heart. I liked it. I love a 24-hour romance. Oh, yeah. I, I'm a total sucker for that. Big time. Uh, we finally got to read one of my absolute favorite books, uh, um, Born Confused by Tunisia Desaidier on the show. I'm hoping to be able to do the the sequel, Bombay Blues, uh, at some point as well, because I think it's really neat, uh, especially having a book that revisits a character years later. Of course, like Aristotle and Dante discover the secrets of the universe blew me away. Uh, Field Guide to the North American Teenager made me bust a gut laughing. I've never laughed so hard at a book before awesome. that. Um, but what really got me this year uh, was fantasy, which is funny because I am not historically a fantasy reader, really. Not yes. really. Um, and we read so much good fantasy this year. Uh, Children of Blood and Bone, the Bell series by Danielle Clayton, um, and the one that is really, really sticks for me is Dread Nation by Justina Ireland. Uh, it just has everything I want 
in a book. It has historical elements. It has kick-ass protagonists. It has bizarre twists and relationships that you get really invested in and complicated looks at characters as they develop. Um, really just just absolutely everything I want. I'm, I'm so looking forward to reading the sequel, which comes out in February. Um, it was so great to talk to Justina about it. Uh, just that was that was my highlight. And I think the sequel's going to be a highlight for me in 2022. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> 2022. Not, it's not coming out in 2022. Thank God. So also 2020. <laughs> yes. Yes. There we go. Um, I have a, another um, favorite. Okay. Which, again, will surprise no one. And that would be, drumroll please, that's really anticlimactic. Uh, <laughs> Teffer is drumming on her microphone. That would be Slay by Brittany Morris. Yeah. Oh, what a book. So much fun. Um, you know, touches of sci-fi, very much of a life being lived on two platforms. Uh, so actual life followed by life in a computer game really fun way of engaging readers was like it it made you think it made me think of like ready player one which i really enjoy um but also doesn't sh didn't shy away from the politics of being a person of color and i thought that was real badass it was written in a way like it captivated me from that first page like it just you know everyone knows how much i love this book and i have recommended it ad nauseum and will continue to recommend it and can't wait for Brittany Morris to write another book please write another book please also please I'll interview you it'll be yeah. fun we'll have a good chat we'll talk about video games and blackness I can uh, I can give you the info to get that ball rolling yeah, absolutely. Slay. So good. I've been recommending that to people all over because people keep saying, like, let's see more books about girls in STEM. And I'm like, have I got one for you? Heck yes. Yeah. What a fun book. And it's also like, it's, I think, you know, you fell hard into fantasy. I fell hard into badass um, female protagonists I think that we were very fortunate and I think we were very deliberate also in our choices you know books like Zenobia July and things like that where we're, we're really trying to challenge gender norms and uh, flip them on their heads and make sure that we're stay we're keeping ourselves on our toes as well right like I, I love that we have read so many writers this this in the past six months um who have been able to just remind us of how strong uh, characters can be and how loving and human they can be, but like while remaining total badasses yeah. that I would like applaud everywhere they go just because they're amazing. I have to also give a shout out to The Marrow Thieves by Cherie Demeline and also mention that one of my favorite moments at Yafest was hearing Cherie Demeline speak um, because I think that that's a book that's doing something uh, really important 
And um, I know there are other authors also doing it, but it's one that got the most attention. Mm. Um, and it's really, really, really good. Uh, so that's that's another episode that sticks out for me just because the book is, is so good and so important. One of the things I'm hoping uh, for 2020 is that we'll be able to see a lot more um, Indigenous authors and Indigenous experiences in our lineup, because especially as a show based in Canada on unceded territory, um, it's important for us to be highlighting those voices. Yes, we need to do yeah. better, and yeah. we are working hard on it. And please, if you have any ideas, if you have yeah. any uh, any any authors or any book series yeah. or any anything at all, basically that you want to um, throw our way, we are happy to do the work right now but if you want to help us out we will gladly tell, take the help I have a couple of publishers to reach out to this year including uh, an indigenous run publishing company um, so I'm hoping to make some connections and get some get some new content and uh, get some voices out there I know there's one coming in 2021 I'm excited about but we'll have to wait till next year mm-hmm. <laughs> um, okay so uh, we spoke about our favorite podcast episodes we spoke about our favorite books um i would like to shout out a very important thing Mm -hmm. which is the amount of laughter that has occurred on this podcast and for me the last six months um i am so glad that we got to talk about um who can get it quite so much Um, I'm not going to run down the list because that would be one very thirsty list. And it's also quite long. Um, But I love the uh, amount of surprise that has come to all of us when we realized that the thirst was real for... uh, (laughs) I mean, I'm definitely thinking about Paul Hollywood here. um, But... (laughs) You know, I think we've we've had a lot of fun going down that list and exploring what that means and thirsting after characters and thirsting after, you know, who we would hope would play these characters in movies and things like that. And that's been that's been a treat and a half for me. That is something you bring to the show, Caddy, and it's uh, something I appreciate so much, <laughs> so much. And it's something that I look forward to seeing develop and grow in the future. So much thirst to so come in 2020. Thirst. Absolutely. <laughs> now, Hannah also sent in some favorite books. Um and favorite books of 2019 were Pride by E.B. Savoy, yes. which is a real, was a real contender for me as well. Very good book. And I Wish You All the Best by Mason Deaver, uh, which was also a really wonderful book about non-binary experience. Um, very, very good. That's so those awesome. were Hannah's two favorites yeah. for 2019. That's awesome. Yeah. Oh, man. Just the, the, like, the diverse experiences we got to explore this year. So exciting. So cool. I think that's something that we've worked on very consciously mm-hmm. um, because the three of us and I'll say four of us because uh, Sanya was here also this summer, but because all of us have very different life trajectories, the fact that we have created a space where we can really bring things forward that represent us or represent, you know, folks that are close to us, that represent our interests, our politics. Let's be honest. Yeah. There have been a lot of politics on this podcast, but that's because the world is a trash fire. Um, so, yeah, the I think the fact that this platform has really opened up the space for us to have these conversations and, and get pretty vulnerable 
um, about why these things are so important to us. You know, we all have our secret gardens and uh, no, dear listeners, you will not know every detail about us. <laughs> but um, you can put two and two together, I think, if you listen closely. <laughs> um, and yeah, I think I think that's really that's a lovely uh, thing that we've been able to work on. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 During this conversation, something floated into my mind as something I want to see if I can find, which is I would love to read a novel about an Inuit teen living in the north in Canada. I would yep. that would be really interesting. I feel like probably one exists if we if yes. we dig for it. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe not from a large publisher. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's the thing. And this is the moment where I step on my soapbox once more <laughs> and start screaming. So just like uh, with our Christmas episode and wanting to highlight, you know, a Christmas that is non-heterosexual, non-white, non-whatever, um, that is simply marginalized in a positive light, um, did not exist, we have to really put the flag out on the fact that there is not enough representation of First Nations people in young adult literature and especially in Canada. Holy cannoli, folks, like just get your acts together. It is not that the authors are missing. Like seriously, just 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 do a quick peer around Twitter. Just just look on the internet people are writing people are interested in working on this stuff and we are going to do everything that we can to raise these voices as high as we can and make sure that they are heard because this is an existence that matters yeah right we're in canada a lot of first nations communities do not have access to clean water um i want to i want to read about it i want to know what the impact of that is and Unfortunately, bar going into said communities, uh, you know, this is how we're really going to find things out. Yeah, I'm, I'm not wearing a tin hat yet and, you know, looking for hidden messages in the news. But I am getting to the point where I'm like, well, there's no news coverage about this stuff. I want to hear from folks who are directly impacted by it. I want to read their stories. I want to know more. I want to be informed so that I can lift these voices and make sure that you know the proper people with the proper amount of power can do something and can be held accountable to it like it's an it is time like there is no excuse anymore um we're not affiliated to any publishers heck i don't even know that publishers know that we exist but in the year to come they will find out yeah and we're gonna start getting a little angry Amen. i, I want to hear about folks who live in rural areas i want to hear about the reality of you know people who are asking themselves questions about who they are i don't want to read about boys and their dogs i don't want to read about thin white women wanting to be thinner and whiter and happier and all that but i do want us to really promote the fact that freaking YA lit is badass there are some great writers and those are the writers that we're going to celebrate I'm sorry but we're just we're just going to do it so publishers watch out watch out I'm getting angry yeah. I'm getting angry I'm yeah. wagging my finger at you be prepared I'm giving you that scary you know black mom look here we come like your butt cheeks yeah. better be tightening <laughs> we're coming for you okay cool <sighs> 
Yeah. I feel so much better now that I've gotten a rant out. That was a great rant. That was a beautiful <laughs> rant. It also made me realize that, like, all the books I read about First Nations experiences as a kid were, like, written by Scott O'Dally, white man. And, like, those are, like, when you're looking, that's, like, what comes up. It's like, how about this white man? <laughs> Oh, problematic books are gonna be problematic. Yeah. <laughs> uh, one other aspect of 2019 that has been so, so, so lovely has been the growth of our Patreon base. Uh, and this time I am not using this as a segue into a plea for more money. This is just a thank you. It is so nice to have you all on our team it is so nice to have your support you do make it possible for us to keep going just in terms of paying hosting fees and and the other costs um it is so nice to have your input it is so nice Mm -hmm. to have your interaction uh we really 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 love having you around and it makes you know we can look at the number of listeners on each episode but it makes it feel real uh we also passed 10,000 downloads this year um which is not a huge amount for a podcast with a media budget, with like a marketing budget, but we don't have a marketing budget. So I'm going to say it's pretty damn good. Yay us. This yeah. is a grassroots operation. <laughs> um, and so a lot of those roots are uh, our, Patreon, our Patreon donors and uh, a lot of work being done by you, Teffer, and uh, by Tom as well. Um, so... Yeah, let's yeah. let's like onwards and upwards. Yeah, lots of thanks to the Upward Network for the cross promotion. Lots of thanks to the other shows who are on the network who host our ads. Lots of thanks to Tom who does uh, so much editing for us and really makes us sound good. Um, so much thanks to our listeners, to the people who have been interacting with us on social media. It is so nice to have that interaction. That's something that grows slowly, but we have seen. I tweeted from our account a couple weeks ago that it would be nice to hit 200 uh, before 2020. Mm-hmm. We were we were like 13 away, follows away. And I thought, eh, this is a good game. And we are now at 230. Boom, baby. Something followers. The uh, power. 237 of followers. The power of Twitter. Um, so thank everybody who followed, who retweeted, uh, who have been interacting with our posts and giving us responses and... Um, that's really exciting. Yes. And on that note, let's move into what we're excited for for 2020. Oh my goodness. I'm excited. Um, so there are a couple books that we have wanted to read in 2019 that we haven't necessarily been able to get to yet. Um, and I'm just going to pull up my trusty list because, of course, I have not done this ahead of time so please hold while i sing elevator music Tom, you can cut this whenever you are ready. He's going to leave all of it in. (laughs) All right. I think uh, an important book that we have to mention uh, that I think we are planning on reviewing fairly fast is Full Disclosure by Cameron Garrett, um, which is uh, a novel written about a young person who was born with HIV. Um, And I think this is really important. 
I think that uh, both as a, you know, as, as someone who is studying sexology, but also as someone who exists on this planet and uh, cannot ignore the fact that HIV still exists. And even though untraceable means, un, you know, undetectable uh, viral charges means, uh, you know, an impossibility of transmitting, not everyone has access to this. So I think it's really important that we start destigmatizing the topic of HIV. And I am super excited to dive headfirst into full disclosure. Yeah, I'm very excited about that, too. We've also had a few Patreon uh, supporters uh, tell us about it. Um, so we're really excited to get on that one very soon. Um, obviously, I, I mentioned this before, but I'm really excited for a couple of sequels. I'm really excited for Children of Virtue and Vengeance by Tomi Adeyemi, the second uh, book after Children of Blood and Bone. And um, very excited for the Dread Nation sequel also, Um Deathless, Deathless Divide. Actually, off of um, that recommend uh, that. Uh, uh, ooh, I just had a brain fart. Um, so coming off of that, actually, I'd like to piggyback on it, and um, I'm really looking forward to the Gilded Ones, which is a new series that's coming out uh, by. Uh, well, you know, why can I not speak anymore? Um, by Namina Forno. Uh, so it is a. West African feminist fantasy book series about uh, lady warriors. And I'm real excited because I am West African. I am a feminist and I like fantasy. Um, so it's really cool. And I think that um, coming off of the success of Children of Blood and Bone and uh, the fact that that's going to be made into a film series, most likely, um, it's really exciting now that all of the pressure for West African representation no longer just sits on this one book series. We want more, yes. more, yes. more, yeah. On that note, yes. actually, a book called Woven in Moonlight by Isabel Ibanez, uh, coming in January 2020. It is a from what I can tell, a little bit magical realism, a little bit fantasy, um, set in Bolivia, uh, drawing inspiration from Bolivian politics and history, a lush tapestry of magic, romance, and revolution, yes. which I'm, uh, I think I said that very French. I don't speak Spanish. Revolution. Thank you, Caddy. I'm very excited for this. Um, so am I. I think it's especially beautiful. coming off of a very large political crisis in Bolivia, this book is going to make some waves. Um, I also had it on my list. Uh, so one of my best friends lives in Bolivia. Um, and we spent a lot of time uh, during the whole upheaval um, just frantically chatting because I wanted to make sure that she was safe, um, but also just kind of discussing the reality uh, over there in La Paz. And it was really interesting and really kind of, you know, as most Westerners, I was not aware of the his the historical politics of Bolivia. And this is really interesting. It's 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 set with like royalty and gods and all that and it's like weaving in the culture um and the politics together and i can't wait for this book yeah i it can't looks, wait it looks really beautiful yeah yeah um okay i am super excited about uh a phoenix first must burn 16 stories of black girl magic resistance and hope which is uh edited by patrice caldwell um which will feature 
a short story by Elizabeth Acevedo. <gasps> whoop, whoop. Among others. Um, so this is a stacked list of black YA authors. And this is going to be a fun one. Um, there is no particular genre. So it's kind of nice. Like in the description, they talk about like, got like stories about scientists all the way to stories about ghouls and I was like I'm into it um but I particularly like the idea of weaving in black girl magic which is you know a concept that is widely spread now along with resistance and hope I think that uh you know 2020 will bring what it brings uh but we definitely know that it's going to be a complicated year for many reasons uh global politics suck the environment is falling apart all that and i think that stories of resistance and tales of hope are going to be really important in the years to come for all of us absolutely that sounds great book that i am excited about is called the gravity of us by phil stamper which that's also on your list it is described as a heartwarming nasa filled boy meets boy romance um it's what also, more do we need yeah yeah it's also a debut uh novel and i do always love reading debut novels it's it's exciting we read nick stone's debut novel and now look at her she is she owns the world yes she does um so it's that's really exciting i'm, I'm excited to see phil stamper's debut and see how it goes agreed um and space and space really like come on space romance and queers i'm here for it um i also am really looking forward to not so pure and simple by lamar giles um which is about um societal pressure and toxic well no, about masculinity. Um, I don't think, uh, so it's not specifically about toxic masculinity, but it is a, it's a reflection about masculinity through uh, YA story, which I think is going to be really interesting. I'm very intrigued. Um, I'm very curious about the topic of masculinity. I think that there are a lot of conversations that I need to have, a lot of reading that I want to do about it um, to understand, um, but also to, like, I think it's it's my duty as, as, as a woman also to inform myself and to try to look at the world through others' eyes. And uh, I'm real excited to see that uh, YA is jumping on that bandwagon as well. Yeah. Um, I'm also excited. This is a bit of a a, cha- a shift of gears, I think, but excited. Well, it's still fantasy. The Kingdom of Back by Marie Lu. Um, and I was drawn to this in part because it is coming out on my birthday. Oh, yeah. March 3rd. Uh, but it's also a story that follows Nannerl Mozart, Wolf- Wolfgang Mozart's older sister. Uh, and it's a historical fantasy. So she is a musician and a composer. Uh, but she's not allowed to be a composer because she is a woman. Her father is trying to marry her off. Her younger brother is obviously taking off because Mozart. Um, and she, it sounds like, has the opportunity to uh, have her wish granted by a mysterious stranger from a magical land. Um, this is just very, very in my interest set. I love a historical novel. I love a historical novel with a fantasy twist. 
I love that era. Like the Mozart era is one of my favorite historical eras because there was like so much weird stuff going on. And it's going to be a nice little birthday present. So I'm excited for that. I also had that book on my list and I'm really glad. I think uh, we didn't draw our lists up together. We did not. um, (laughs) But as you can tell, um, we've got some uh, like in the Venn diagram of our interests. There are overlapping circles. Um, I also have another one, and I have a feeling that this is going to be like a fun summer read for me. Um, so All the Stars and Teeth by Adeline Grace, um, which is a story of pirates and deadly mermaids. <laughs> I'm excited. I think that we don't read enough books about mermaids and um, am super into it. I'm so excited. <laughs> I didn't come across this book. I love pirate books. We've talked about this on the show before that I am a ship girl as opposed to a horse girl. I like books about ships. Mm. I like mermaids. Nick Stone teased that she might be writing a book about mermaids. Nick Stone, don't do that to my heart. Because if it's a black mermaid, I might lose it. I want to do a mermaid month. Ooh, I'm into it. Yeah. That sound, that's very exciting. I just got so excited. I'm like distracted now. <laughs> well, I can go with the final book on my list, sure. um, which is The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes by Suzanne Collins. Because... Caddy, this was on my list too. Oh, good. Um, I was afraid of being mocked. Um, I love the Hunger Games. I do. I uh, I love the books. I love the movies. I don't care what you think. Uh, I still watch them all the time. Because I think Katniss is a badass, and also I love a good a post-apocalyptic film and read. Um, so The Ballad of Songbirds of, uh, and Snakes, which has actually been called The Hunger Games number zero on um, <laughs> a lot of websites, um, is set, I think, like something like 64, 65 years before um, the events of The Hunger Games books. So it is going to be a lot of fun. Uh, hopefully we get some insight on uh, President Snow. I'm hoping like a young President Snow or at least uh, sort of start understanding a bit more the the, the, the political structure of Penem and what drove them to continue doing Hunger Games, right? Like that's anyways, I'm really excited about this. I'm totally going to nerd out about it and um, if you are someone who loves this, let's talk about it. Yeah, I'm very excited about that also. I realized I was pulling out my phone to look at our Instagram responses and I missed two favorite books of 2019 because I assumed they were books coming in 2020. So these are neither of these are books we covered, but uh, Regina, who I who responded earlier, also said Five Feet Apart was her favorite YA book of 2019. I super want to read it because the film looks very cheesy. It looks okay. like perfect caddy content um there's like folks who are sick and there's likely death and i will probably sob my way through this movie and it was also the movie was directed by one justin baldoni oh hello thirst trap um who can definitely get it who played Raphael on um jane the virgin um and also stars uh 
Cole Sprouse. <laughs> um, oh. Cole Sprouse uh, okay. of Riverdale fame, uh, but also, for me, Little Nicky fame. <laughs> my my partner has been in love with Cole Sprouse since um, um, the, the Sweet Life. Sweet Life. Oh, I just yeah. felt, I feel real old. Um, but yeah, so I'm really excited to see that film, but I would also like to read the book. It looks like a very sensitive um, novel. I have not heard of it, and oh. I want to look it up. The other response we got was from Coming of Books, who's a longtime follower, whose favorite was Frankly in Love, which is not one I have read either, but... I have not either, uh, but it sounds like something that would be right up my alley. Yeah. And now uh, the two people are looking forward to in 2020 is More Than Maybe by Aaron Hahn. Yes. That's Coming of Books. And uh, Here the Whole Time by Vitor Martins by Regina, uh, from Regina. Exciting. Um, and I had a response on Twitter as well, which I'm going to look up now. Uh, Please hold. Do-do. La 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 Tweeting birds Tweeting birds Tweeting birds Because she's going on Twitter All right When You Get the Chance By uh, Tom Ryan and Robin Stevenson Comes out And this was our Twitter follower 221B Fandom Street Mm. Recommended this uh, it looks like Tom Ryan is a YA thriller author who has a book out called Keep This to Yourself. And uh, Robin Stevenson ooh, is the author of My Body, My Choice, Pride Colors, Kid Activists, Ghost Journeys, and more than 20 more books for kids and teens. Hmm. So thanks for that Political recommendation. We will look thriller, into it. queer. This sounds like a recipe for happiness. Yeah. Or, you know, lots of feels at least. So that's awesome. Thank you to everyone who sent in recommendations and things that you're looking forward to. There's still time to share this info with us. We're always looking for new books to read um, or peruse. I'm going to put it out again. Um, If you are an Indigenous author, if if you're writing... Even if you have a manuscript that's not published, but you have like a YA book about a marginalized experience. So if you're an Indigenous author or another author and you have a book that that isn't out there yet, um, you can send that to us. We have not reviewed a manuscript yet, but we're open to it um, as part of this this push to to get publishers paying attention. So... Um, we we are always open to that. This specifically manuscripts specifically that are like books that don't exist. So like, you know, we're we're gonna be selective. Um, but I am gonna say specifically, I would love to see more Indigenous YA. Okay, I guess that's it for yeah. um, our recap of 2019. Thanks for making this such a great year. It really has been a a, a special special year. Has and yeah. we can't wait um, to see you all. Well, to hear from you all, and hopefully see you maybe at Yafest next yeah. year. Yeah, hey, get ready because the push for Yafest 2020 is going to start before you know it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, um, thanks for listening to Yeah. If you want to leave us feedback, suggest a book for us to read. Please suggest a book for us to read. Um, or just want to say hi. We love saying hi. Send us an email at theyapodcast at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter at yapodcast. And individually, I'm at Teffer Bear. And I'm at caddy double underscore D. 
If you like the show and want to help us make it even better, consider uh, supporting us on Patreon. You can get all kinds of perks, including early access to bonus content, shoutouts, guest appearances, and more. Head to patreon.com slash yeahpodcast to donate. Shout out to our patrons, Catherine Resch, Erica Stutchberry, Kat McGuire, Lizzie Tenho, Chantal Thomas, and Matt Dever. We also have merch. You can hit the merch link in the description of this episode. Folks, the comment I get the most often is, your logo is awesome. It was designed by Han Bailey. It is a great logo, and you can get it on a t-shirt, a pillow, a mug, a book bag, like a tote bag, um, right at TeePublic. So you can hit the merch link in the description of this episode to get that. Cool. You can also support us for free. Let me say that again for free by leaving a rating and review on Stitcher or Apple Podcasts or on Spotify and by sharing this episode with a friend. Maybe share it with someone who is unsure about what to read next. Mm. Ah. Special thanks to Great Bear for letting us use their song Jenny's Groove as our theme music. You can find their music for sale at greatbearmusic.bandcamp.com This episode was produced by Tefra Jemian. That's you. And edited by Tom Zalatini. That's Tom as part of the Upford Network. You can find out about all the great shows on our network at upfordnetwork.com. Happy New Year! Happy New Year! I'm Tom. I'm Will. And we're the hosts of Blasting Off Again, a Pokemon watch-through podcast brought to you by the Upford Network. We've taken on the monumental task of watching through every episode of Pokemon providing in-depth analysis of everybody's favorite 90s dogfighting cartoon. We're asking the hard-hitting questions. Who's the real hero of this series? Why do some of these episodes get banned? Is Ash's treatment of his Pokemon abusive or just negligent? Is Charizard completely justified in treating Ash like the worst trainer of all time? Why don't more Pokemon have nipples? Which Pokemon would make the best professional wrestler? Is Farfetch'd your best option for Christmas dinner? Who even is that Pokemon? Are all cops bastards? Wait, I thought this was a Pokemon podcast. Uh... Anyway, tune into Blasting Off again on the Upward Network and we're you find your podcasts we're, we're blasting, blasting off again, again. Ding. oh hi do you ever wonder if picking your own name for secret santa and then buying yourself a gift makes you a sociopath or if everything is everything then how much of everything is there or what exactly a moguana is well <laughs> that one's just a way of saying more iguana Or maybe you wonder what the death of a friendship over the course of 50 episodes sounds like. Whatever your questions, you can find the answers and also more questions on Lasers on the Ride podcast. Now a member of the Upford Network. Available wherever you usually get your podcasts.